All right, welcome back to the podcast. I know, it's been a while. The last time I did a podcast, I was recapping the Bengals' loss in the AFC Championship game to the Kansas City Chiefs. And that was about two weeks ago. So nothing has really changed. I think all Bengals fans, including myself, were on to the offseason. And this is probably going to be the biggest offseason in Bengals franchise history because we have lots going on. We got players to sign. We have players moving on this team. And then we have the NFL draft coming up in about two months and all that stuff. We will talk about that in future podcast episodes. Don't worry. All through social media over the past week and a half, I've just been hearing opposition's their fan base talking about, oh my gosh, the Cincinnati Bengals are not going to keep these certain players. They're not. They're not going to keep. They're not going to keep their core players. All of the shit I've been hearing for the last week and a half has been hilarious. I feel like those fan bases are really afraid of the Cincinnati Bengals because they know the Bengals are good and they're a threat, and the Bengals are here to stay for the next ten plus years. Knock on wood, everyone stays healthy, including our franchise quarterback and Joe Burr. The Bengals are here to stay, ladies and gentlemen, to opposing fan bases that listen to this podcast. All right? And this is not your old Cincinnati Bengals. It's a new day, as they call it. So get over it. The Bengals are here, and we're not going anywhere. <laughs> Weird. Like, I play in a team, but I'm a big fan. But you know what I mean. So... On this podcast, I was just going to list out my top five Bengals games that I really enjoyed this season. And we'll talk about the offseason, like I said, in future podcast episodes. Honestly, I didn't really have this written down because I already have five games in my mind right now currently that... I remember throughout the whole season, and it just leaves a special place in my heart, a warm, special place in my heart. Even though I wish the Bengals were playing the Super Bowl this weekend, I really do. And if you guys are asking or wondering, am I going to watch the Super Bowl? Sure. Am I going to be emotionally invested into the game? No. Who do I think is going to win? You know, I think everyone's picking the Eagles, and the Eagles are a great football team. Throughout the season, for some reason, I don't know why I was very ignorant on the Philadelphia Eagles, but I just kept saying that the Eagles are an overrated team because they haven't really played anybody. But if you just look at their roster from top to bottom, they're the best team in the NFL. And... Their defensive line is just absolutely just criminal. They're so good. They get to the quarterback like crazy. And obviously, I I wish the Bengals would have beaten the Chiefs and get a shot to play the Philadelphia Eagles. But with how batted up our offensive line is, it would have been probably a repeat of the Super Bowl last year against the Rams. But... The Eagles' front is way better than the St. Louis, I'm sorry, than the Los Angeles Rams. So, would have Joe Burrow survived against the Philadelphia Eagles? I think so, but 
he probably would have got sacked like eight times in that game because the Bengals offensive line would not be able to contain that defensive front of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jalen Hurts, great season, great coach, great defense, great special teams all around. Yeah, you're thinking the Eagles should win this game, but for some damn reason, for some reason, I think the Chiefs are going to win the game. I really do. And I can't stand the Chiefs because they're the Cincinnati Bengals rivals in the AFC. When it comes to who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl every single season, it's going to be either the Chiefs, the Bengals, or the Buffalo Bills. But right now, it's the Bengals and Chiefs as the top two teams in the AFC. And for the next several years, knock on wood, everyone in both sides stay healthy in your key positions. Those are the teams that are going to be playing to see who's going to be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl for the next several years. That's why I don't like the Chiefs. I don't like their fan base. They have a good team. I still don't like them, but I just feel like they're going to win this game. And I think the key is is Mahomes' ankle. The ankle happened three weeks ago, and he's had two weeks to get that ankle healed. We'll see. I think he'll be probably more mobile than he was against the Bengals two Sundays ago. But that Eagles front is just in a whole different level than the Bengals front because the Bengals did not have a pass rush at all against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. The Eagles, they were create that pressure and that rush. So, it's going to be a challenge, but... I think the Chiefs win the game. I hate saying that. I really do. But I think the Chiefs win the game. And, yeah, it it really hurts me to the core the saying that. But it's all good. It's all good. I mean, there's a lot of bets going on for this game. I think they said, like, over, like, 51 million people in the world have placed bets on this Super Bowl. And I I bet here and there, but I was thinking about betting on this game, but the interest level I have towards this game is very little to none. But if the Bengals were playing, I would say I would have bet, obviously, for the Bengals. But that's not the case. So, it's football. It'll be the last game for... Six months, and I think that's why I need to put the game on just because of that. Because after football, are we really going to be so in tune to Major League Baseball this year? And especially our beloved Cincinnati Reds. Are we really, really, really going to be in tune with that? Hell no. Am I going to watch some games? Maybe. Am I going to go to games? No. It's sad. It really is sad. The state of affairs of the Cincinnati Reds. And then you got the Cincinnati Bearcats men's basketball team. And they're having a better season than last year. But there have been games during conference play where the Bearcats have played well. But they should have won games. Especially the game uh, this past week against Tulane. And I won't even dive into that because that game was so frustrating to watch. 
So that team, we'll see. And then we have the Cincinnati Bearcats football team getting ready to go to the Big 12 in year one in their new conference. And their schedule came out for the conference schedule for the Big 12 last week. And I'm going to pull that up right now before I get started with my top five Bengals games of the season. Let's see. Let's look at the Bearcats' schedule for the conference. It's kind of crazy. They officially joined the conference July 1st. Can't wait for that. Let's see. Okay, here we go. So, for our Cincinnati Bearcats football team, they start the season home opener against Eastern Kentucky on September 2nd, and then they go to Pitt the following week, September 9th. And then they have the Miami Red Hawks coming into Nippert Stadium on September 16th. The Victory Bell, which the Bearcats have won like 300 of those. And then the first ever Big 12 game for the Cincinnati Bearcats football team is against the Oklahoma Sooners at Nipper, September 23rd. Wow, that's crazy. That one of the most prestigious college football teams in history is going to be at Nipper Stadium, the Oklahoma Sooners, in the Bearcats' first ever Big 12 game. Oh, that's gonna be such. Oh, that's gonna be so cool! I can't wait for that. And then after that game, the Bearcats go to BYU on a Friday night on September 29th. They're gonna Provo, Utah, and I totally forgot that BYU is in the Big 12. I was like, wait, BYU? That's kind of random. Then I realized I'm like, oh yeah, they have joined the conference with us. Then on then on October 14th, the Bearcats come back home to take on Iowa State. And then October 21st, Bearcats take on Baylor at Nippert Stadium. And then October 28th, the Bearcats go to Oklahoma State to take on the Cowboys. And then November 4th, the Bearcats will take on UCF at Nippert Stadium. And then November 11th, Bearcats go to Houston to take on the Cougars. And then the rivalry is renewed. Between the Cincinnati Bearcats and the West Virginia Mountaineers on November 18th at Morgantown, West Virginia. Oh, I can't wait for that. And then the last game of the season, the Bearcats will host the Kansas Jayhawks. Bearcats going their first season with a new head coach and Scott Satterfield from Louisville. You know what? As I look at this schedule and when it came out, I think the Bearcats got a good favorable schedule because if you look at it, you get you should be you should beat Eastern Kentucky, okay? That should be a win. And then you go to Pitt, that's going to be a tough game. They could win, they could lose. And then they're going to beat the Red Hawks again. So Realistically, you see the Bearcats at two and one heading in, heading into the showdown against Oklahoma, and then you go to BYU, tough game, and then you play Iowa State at home. It's probably winnable, 
And then you have Baylor at home. We'll see about that. It's at home. And then at Oklahoma State, that's a tough game. And then you have UCF, but this game is in Nippert. And then at Houston, and then you go to West Virginia, and then you end the season against Kansas. I could see this team being 6-6, six and 7-5. Six, and five. You know what? I will take that in year one of Scott Satterfield. I really will because we avoided Texas. We avoided TCU. And we avoided A&M. I mean, look at it. Look at it. I'm sorry. A&M's in the SEC. I keep thinking of Texas Tech, but they're not really a threat. But if you look at it, I like the schedule. I really do. I really do. So 6-6 six and six is definitely not out of the possibility for the Cincinnati Bearcats football team in this upcoming 2023 season. It really isn't. So looking forward to it. New conference, new era. Year one's going to be a challenge for Scott Satterfield. But like I said in the previous podcasts, I am going to give him a chance. I really am. And then I'm just going to take it one day at a time. That's pretty much where I look at it for the Cincinnati Bearcats football team. One day at a time, one game at a time, and we'll just see how it goes. All right. My top five Bengals games of the 2022 season. All right. Number five, Bengals at Patriots Christmas Eve. 2022. Lord have mercy. This game was just wild, to say the least. The Bengals got off to a 22 to nothing lead, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, wow, we're going to blow out Bill Belichick at Foxborough on Christmas Eve? Like, this is like the best day ever. And then... After halftime, it looked like the Bengals were on cruise control. And then the Patriots got a pick six. And then the Bengals offense started to just stall. And the Patriots got the luckiest Hail Mary Hail Mary ball on third and 19. And then Jamar Chase fumbled the ball. The Patriots got the ball in good field position late in the fourth quarter. And you just thought that the Bengals were going to blow this game. And then the Patriots had first and goal from the five. And then Von Bell punches the ball out of Stevenson's hand. Bengals recover the ball. Game over. They escape disaster. <laughs> Bengals 22, Patriots 18. That was one wild game. Unbelievable. In this game, Joe Burrow was incredible. He went 40 for 52 for 375 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He was incredible. And then T. Higgins, eight catches, 128, one touchdown. Trent Irwin, he had a breakout game in this one. Three catches, 45 yards, but two touchdowns. So that game was wild. Shout out to the Bengals defense. They were great all season. But when the Bengals needed a big play from the defense, when they needed a sack or a key tackle or a turnover, they came through in this game. And (laughs) that was so crazy. It really was. 
So that was number five on my list. Number four. Hmm. I got to think about this. Number four. This is number four. I don't have this planned out, guys. So you have to bear with me. Let's see. Number four. Hmm. I think we have to go back to the schedule, man. <laughs> like, I think you guys probably have a guess what's going to be number one and number two. But the hardest is picking out from four through three. Okay. All right. I'm looking at the schedule and I'm already having good memories of these games. How about we go with... Bengals Saints. All right, this is my number four top games, top five games of, of the 22 season. Bengals Saints. Now, this game was wild to say the least. <clears throat> Bengals came in this game at two and three, and they lost their heartbreaker the week before on Sunday Night Football against the Baltimore Ravens. And they had to go to New Orleans, and that's a tough place to play because. They have such a good home field advantage in New Orleans. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, God, the Bengals have to win this game because if you look at it, 3-3 three and three sounds a whole lot better than 2-4. and four. And, yeah, they had to get this one. And also, Joe Burr and Jamar Chase going back to Louisiana because both of those superstars played their college ball in LSU. So, this game was great. Bengals won the game 30-26. to 26. Whew, A lot of points scored in this game. But the Bengals got a lot. But Bengals got pretty much majority of the points in the second half. And it was a homecoming for Jamar Chase. And he pretty much showed out in this one. And... As I look at the recap for this game, Bengals went down in this game. They were down, let's see. Oh, it was 20 to 17. So they had to overcome a 13 point deficit on the road against the Saints. Yeah, the Bengals were down pretty much majority of the first half. And then their defense, like I said, in that Patriots game, when the Bengals defense decide. Lure and a rumor and company. When they decide, to, you know, okay, they're like, all right, we we gotta we gotta stop this. They know how to make second half adjustments, and that's why Lure and a rumor is, is such a genius. And I just hope he stays in Cincinnati. But he's been getting a lot of coaching interviews, head coaching interviews, in the past week. Well deserved him and offensive coordinator Brian Kenny Brian Callahan, and we'll talk about that in future podcast episodes, but selfishly, I want Lou to stay in Cincinnati. That's just me. But anyways, this game, Bengals and Saints, Bengals defense allowed six points in the second half after allowing 20 in the first half. And then Jamar Chase with the game-winning 60-yard touchdown reception. Chase had such a homecoming. Seven catches, 132, two touchdowns, including that 60-yarder. Joe Burr and his homecoming as well had a great game. 
28 for 37 for 300 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Also, he ran in for a touchdown as well on third down that went for 19 yards. Andy Dalton, former Cincinnati Bengal, he was 17 for 32 for 162. He had a touchdown and no interceptions. He was really good in the first half, and then the Bengals' defense pretty much controlled him throughout that whole second half. So that was a great game to watch, and that was a must-win because the Bengals, whew, they would have went 2-4. and four. Oh, that would have been... That would have been not ideal, to say the least. So, that was a great game to watch. Number three. <clears throat> Let's go back to the Bengals' schedule look. <laughs> Let's see. I'm telling you, this season went by real quick. Real quick. Number three. Okay. The playoff win against the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Divisional Round. Bengals 27, Bills 10. Leading up to this game, there were so many storylines. It was an emotional week leading up to the game because the Bengals and Bills, they they were they were playing a game in Cincinnati on Monday Night Football on January 2nd and then the DeMar Hamlin situation. And we are so glad that he's doing so well. And that game was canceled. With that game being canceled, it pretty much screwed over the Bengals. And <clears throat> they had avoided a coin toss. And they had a play on the road instead of potentially having a shot to play for like a neutral site in the playoffs, all that stuff, all right? So leading up to the Bengals and Bills AFC Divisional Round, myself included, I'll admit, I felt very confident that the Bengals were going to win this game because I just thought that the Bengals were the better team, period. And I think a lot of people were picking the Buffalo Bills just because they were all saying, well, Team of Destiny, and with everything they've been through this year, and the NFL wanted the Bills and Chiefs to play each other in the neutral site game in Atlanta for the AFC Championship game. I think they all wanted that, so I was thinking in my head, all right, so the officiating crew for the Bengals and Bills game is going to be real sus, and just... I, just, I didn't had I had no idea what was gonna pan out in this game, but I was still confident that the Bengals were gonna win this game, and they did. And boy, were they on a mission in the first quarter. Their first two offensive drives: Jamar Chase catches a touchdown, Hayden Hurst catches a touchdown. Fourteen nothing Cincinnati after one. Even though I knew the Bills were going to eventually get their offense going, I knew the Bengals were going to win that game. After the first quarter, I knew the Bengals were going to win. I really did. I really did. And honestly, the Bills are kind of lucky this game wasn't a 38-10, 41-10 type of result. 
because the Bengals, whew, they 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 waxed them. In this game, Burrow was 23 for 36 for 242, two touchdowns, no picks. Joe Mixon had 20 carries for 105 and a touchdown. And yes, yes, I know what Joe Mixon was accused of about a week ago. We'll talk about that in a future podcast. And his status being a Cincinnati Bengal, okay, we'll get, so just had to get that out of the way. Jamar Chase, five catches, 61 yards and a touchdown. Hayden Hurst, five catches, 59 yards and a touchdown. Bengals defense did a great job on Josh Allen. And <clears throat> if you look at the team stats, the Bills came into this game as one of the best offenses in the NFL. They only got 325. Way below, it's way below their season average. Usually average around 350 a game on offense when it comes to total yards. Bengals held them to under that. Bengals offense had over 400 yards of total offense with 412. And the key in this game, the Bengals rushing game, 172. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then the Bengals offensive line only allowed one sack in this game. That offensive line that came into this game with three new starters, Jackson Carmen, Max Sharpin, and Akeem Agenity. Yes, I know what happened in the AFC title game. Yes, I knew that it wasn't going to last because I think everyone was like, well, the Bills have a good pass rush. I'm like, I, yeah, but I thought the Chiefs were a little bit better in that front. And then you saw what Chris Jones did to the Bengals battered off the line in that game. Yeah, and Frank Clark. So I knew that wasn't going to last. But the Bengals O-line in this game against the Buffalo Bills was just perfect. Great game. And and the crowd. Bengals fans travel. They really do. You just heard the Houday chants were very loud after the Bengals scored a touchdown. Whenever Joe Burrow finds T. Higgins, you hear the T chants. That was like so cool. It gave me chills and everything. That was a great game to watch. And Bengals led wire to wire. So that's number three on my list as the top five Bengals games of the season by me. Number two, the Bengals comeback win against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Tom Brady announced last week that he is officially retired, finally, but Congratulations on your retirement, Tom Brady. You are definitely the GOAT and the best quarterback in NFL history. Enjoy retirement. And also, he's going to be on the broadcast crew for Fox starting in 2024. So, he'll be be taking over Greg Olson's spot. That's kind of sucked because Greg Olson was actually really good in his job. And the number one team of Fox will be think Kevin Burkdye and then Tom Brady will be the other person. That's Fox's number one announcing crew. So he will be on the booth starting the fall of 2024. That should be very interesting. I think, I think Tom Brady will be a good... Analysis person. I think he will. All right. 
Bengals Bucks. All right, in this game, Bengals come to this game ten and four, playing Tom Brady. Bucks are desperate, and <laughs> it did not start off well for the Bengals. Joe Burr had another tip on the line interception. The Bengals got the ball to begin the game, and they were driving the football. It looked like they were going to score six, and they. And that happened, and I'm just like, uh, another tip pass in the line of scrimmage. Interception. Bucks got a field goal out of it. The Bengals trailed 17 to nothing late in the first half. But key in this game was the Bengals finally got points before halftime. They drove the ball, seven plays. Took 1 minute and 39 seconds off the clock. McPherson hits a field goal. 17-3 at halftime. Bengals trail. I'm thinking to myself, okay, we're not playing well. well at least we got points. And then <laughs> the third quarter was something. Field goal by McPherson. Bengals get a turnover. T. Higgins get a touchdown. Bengals fail on a two-point. Bengals get another turnover. Tyler Boyd catches a touchdown from Joe Burrow. Bengals lead, and then Burrow finds T. Higgins for the two-point conversion, 20-17. And in the fourth quarter, Burrow finds Jamar Chase, 27-17. And then Joe Burrow finds Mitchell Wilcox, 34-17. So, the Bengals, after trailing by 17, they went on a 34-0 run. And And then the Buccaneers get a garbage touchdown Late in the fourth quarter. 34-23 Bengals. Unbelievable. On that was crazy. And Joe Burrows can say that he is one and in his career against Tom Brady because Tom Brady is now officially retired. That was one crazy game. The Bengals defense just coming up with just turnovers at the right time. And Honestly, when the Bengals got down 17 to nothing, I was feeling like, oh, no. This is, a, this, this is a game I thought, like, it could be a potential letdown game. It could be that they're potentially looking ahead. No, they don't play the Bills after this game. They had to go to New England. But it just had a feeling like it could be potentially be a letdown game because you're playing Tampa Bay. They were struggling. And it's like, oh, we should win this game. And then you get down 17 nothing, And I'm just like, oh, God, we're going to lose. And then, boom, get a field goal before halftime. And then the defense just creates turnovers. The offense finally, get it, finally gets it going. And then that's pretty much all she wrote. Crazy game. All right. My number one game of the season. For the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC wildcard game. Bengals, Ravens, round three. And the Bengals and Ravens played each other in week 18. So they're playing each other in back-to-back weeks. Guys, I'll admit, I was very scared because you're playing the Ravens again. In back-to-back weeks, you're playing them for the third time. Division rivals. We know them. They know us. 
I I just didn't have a good feeling because Ravens have a good defense. And I was just like, this is going to be a battle. And it was. It was a battle. And (laughs) Sam Hubbard, oh boy, he pretty much saved the day. The Ravens look like they're about to score. Game tied at 17. I mean... Like, wait, what? Third down and goal from the Ravens' one-yard line, okay? I I don't know what the hell the Ravens were even thinking in their play calling for that, okay? Third and goal from the one. You're trying to tell me that you wanted Tyler Huntley to hike the ball and... Try to extend the ball to the end zone. You could have just QB sneak it. You could have play action it. You could have ran the football. Because if the Ravens would have scored in that possession, I just felt like the Bengals were going to lose that game. I'm not saying they the Bengals didn't have a shot to come back and tie the game. It just felt like the momentum was on the Ravens' side. It really was. Like After the second quarter, the Ravens had a... Lead at halftime at 10 to 9. Like after that, I just. Ravens defense started to play well. Bengals offense was struggling. Jonah Williams, this is the game Jonah Williams left the game with an injury. And then Jackson Carmen took over for him in his spot. It just felt like Baltimore was going to win this game. And then third and goal from the one. They tried to have Huntley launch the ball to the goal line. And then Logan Wilson, shout out to Jermaine Pratt for pushing Huntley. And then Wilson, smacking the ball out of his hands, lands in the hands of Sam Hubbard. And he is on his way the other way for 98 yards for a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Longest play in NFL postseason history. Pandemonium. At Paycor Stadium, pandemonium in the city of Cincinnati. When that play happened, I'm just like, I'm silent. And then at the same time, I didn't hear no whistles. The play was live. I'm like, run, Sam, run. He had three blockers. Mark Andrews comes out of nowhere. He probably ran like a 10-1, 100 meter or whatever. He was running, trying to stop Hubbard. And then Marcus Bailey, at first, I'm like, when he pushed Mark Andrews, I'm thinking they're going to call a block in the back. They're going to bring this back. Nope. Nope. Play is free. Touchdown Bengals. Unbelievable. And then at the end of the game, oh, my goodness. The Ravens had a shot. Fourth and 20 from the Bengals, 27. Huntley. Looking deep, firing to the end zone. The ball was tipped by the Bengals defenders. And then at the last minute, you saw a Ravens receiver almost catches it, almost catches the deflection for the touchdown. And I guarantee that if he would have caught that for a touchdown, John Harbard would have went for two. Because that's how he is. He likes going for two in those situations. 
Incomplete. Bengals win, and they moved on to the divisional round where they eventually beat the Bills. But that was one crazy playoff game. That is why it's called the AFC Wild Card game for a reason because it's wild and those games are just they're crazy especially when you're playing your divisional rival in the playoffs like you you expect this game to be close I did not expect this game to be Bengals take control and run away with it nope did not expect that I expected to be a typical AFC North Bengals Ravens division rival matchup wow what a game that's my number one game of the 2022 season. Unbelievable. Alright guys. That is it. I will be back next week. Because we're going to be talking about. What's in store for the Bengals offseason. And. I think the headlines. Is basically. How much Joe Burrow is going to get paid. Or is he going to take a little bit of a cut. Just to make sure that. The Bengals keep their core players. Who are the Bengals going to sign in free agency to upgrade positions needed? And also talk about the NFL draft, what the, what the Bengals need to do. And <clears throat> talk about Joe Mixon and his status as his name, Bengal. So it's going to be a busy offseason. So this podcast will continue on because... Because the Bengals are good, guys. And and like I said in the beginning of this podcast, this is probably going to be the most important offseason in franchise history. And that's a good thing. Because that means that the Bengals are relevant. The Bengals are a team to be reckoned with for the next several years. And yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that we get to talk Bengals football in the offseason. And actually be excited and actually continue on the conversation once training camp begins, once the preseason begins, and then once the regular season begins. I am looking forward to watching Bengals games. I really am. I am just like, I already missed this season because, like I said in the podcast about, about a week or two ago, this past season was my favorite Bengals team. The 05 team will always have a special place in my heart, but this Bengals team this year was great. And it just it just sucks because I wish they would have won the Super Bowl because they had a shot. They really did. I know they would have been probably be on the dogs playing against the Philadelphia Eagles in this game if they would have made it to the big game. But still, everything this team had to overcome this year and... To be in the postseason with a 10-plus winning streak and to overcome injuries and off the line and to be that close from winning at Arrowhead for the second consecutive season to win the AFC title game, yeah, that's why, that's why that loss was really a bummer. But you just don't get those opportunities that much. So that's why when people say we'll be back, I believe the Bengals will be back. Like, don't worry. They will be. Okay. They're going to be a playoff team next year. They're going to win division next year. It's just that can they get back to that moment? You know, those opportunities are, they, they come and go. You just don't know how many of those opportunities you're going to get. 
But as long as you have Joe Burrow as your quarterback, you're always going to have a shot. You're always going to have a shot. All right, guys. You guys have a good weekend. I guess enjoy the Super Bowl. But Bengals football will live on this podcast throughout the whole offseason as we prepare for the NFL Draft, rookie minicamp, training camp, preseason, and then the regular season in September. Can't wait. All right, guys. Peace out.